0: to episode 15 of Araco public radio talking about the week of november 23rd we are the casual x-men chat show where we chat everything happening in marvel's mutants every single week i'm rod and this is the cranberry sauce to my turkey leftovers my one and only co mega mutant keegan my one and only co mega mutant keegan let's say that right <laughs> this week we're going to talk about x-men 17 and x-force 34 but first We're recording this right after Thanksgiving, talking about issues that came out the week before Thanksgiving. The night before Thanksgiving, really. Did you know that there's a Thanksgiving-themed issue of X-Men from 1993 that included the entire team having a feast, raking leaves, and playing football? Hmm. I did not know that at all, actually. It's a cute little issue, but it pairs Beast and Jubilee for, like, the most fun part. You know, he's the joy of the team. He's the lighthearted guy. He's... No one, no one can ever be sad looking at Beast, right? No, no, and that'll never change, is the good news. Absolutely. So it's got this killer Beast line. And so this is your quiz for the week. It's just one question. What does Beast call
1: coffee in the Thanksgiving X Men issue? What does Beast call coffee in the Thanksgiving issue? Okay. Hmm. I feel like he calls it something like very goofy. I feel like maybe mud. Does he call it mud? Like a cup of mud? No, you, you went the opposite direction.
0: He says, because uh, she's saying, oh, clear the aisle, everybody. Way cool people coming through. And he says, my own preferred path clear is thermomolecular enhanced caffeine extract. Meaning beast? Hot coffee. <laughs> so, and I'm okay. so glad that character is,
1: a pure beacon of joy, and forever will be. Yeah, I, I think he could bring a lot of levity to uh, Krakoa. I think so. All right, how was your week? You know, uh, you know, all things considered, good. Thanksgiving is always uh, a lot, but you only got good. four days. Huh? Uh, I had, yeah, I had to still work for three of the days of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got how the whole yours? week. We oh. got the whole week, but my dad got COVID uh mm. so
0: we only got the wife's family visiting so i'd rather have worked four days that's that's very fair <laughs> all right you want to jump into x-men you want to jump into x-force which way you want to What's, go well let's jump into x-men all right x-men number 17 it opens with sync getting a to call from gene gray who has a tear rolling down her cheek, asking him to come join them at the vault. Despite not wanting to ever see it again, hearing his team needs him, he takes off running. In the vault, Forge tells Caliban they aren't here for Wolverine and will ignore her and keep searching for Darwin. Caliban protests and Forge momentarily puts him to sleep before regretting the choice and apologizing. As you clarify by Caliban, I mean the, the vest he made with the consciousness of Caliban. Uh vest suit i don't it's more than a vest i guess but whatever the thing the, the harness thing he was wearing uh caliban protests forge puts momentarily puts him to sleep regrets the choice he apologizes they debate if caliban's powers are a gift or a curse but then they're interrupted by seraphina that child of the Vault, who we've seen following him that i thought was darwin like two and right. a half issues ago i said oh is that darwin and i totally went right over my head uh forge gets knocked out by her initial attack so caliban and seraphina have a short conversation where he explains why they are there and then forge wakes up and they brawl forge takes a throwing knife to the chest though uh through caliban and tries to send out a mission failure beacon seraphina then asks caliban why the x-men had saved her from orcus back oh back during hickman's run and he explains that's what hex that the x-men do they save people after a tense back and forth about the creation in the vault, Seraphina says she'll let them go and that her, her and the mutants are now even. Forge pulls the knife and seemingly passes out. He wakes in what seems to be a dream, but it's actually Darwin's consciousness. He basically explains he evolved and adapted over the years, eventually uploading himself into being pure data. He's fine, but he can't leave the people who live in the vault behind. Forge wakes up and tells Caliban they're taking Wolverine out. Back outside, Sink arrives, expecting a fight but instead greeted by Cyclops, who warns him, old woman Laura may need some time. But they immediately embrace, for the kiss heard around the world! Forge destroys the Caliban's suit, but uh, then goes and meets up with the real Caliban to recap what happened and apologize. In a data page, we learn that his first Cerebro backup after getting out of the vault had an unfathomably large extra set of data that was gone the second time it checked. Uh, the laura sink scene made me cry yeah. like a
1: little girl yeah absolutely made me so happy
0: <laughs> uh the delivery of that was perfect too because it had that like bait and switch where yes like i thought they really worked all well, it because they ended the last issue with gene saying oh we need him back on the team so i thought maybe it was going to be a second
1: breakout or i wasn't expecting it to immediately be a happy ending so that was nice yeah that was that was nice that it was a bait and switch of the of the pleasant variety yeah for once (laughs) i will say i'm pretty sure with one issue
0: now to wrap up whatever the old laura story is gonna be so i think two issues from now we jump into the captain marvel crossover and then presumably build up to hellfire and fall of x and I sure wish they'd given this breathing room.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like how can they wrap it up in one issue? Does she get her own backups now? Is Cerebro going to recognize them as two separate entities? Right. Oh man, this is is one of those diverging timelines (laughs) uh, kind of headaches. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and one that they have to actually solve. Like a lot of times with time travel stories,
0: you could just sweep it under the rug, but this is... Two characters that are existing right now that we need to acknowledge within the rules of Krakoa. And actually, on that note, did you notice they fixed one of my original pet peeves? Or which one rants? was that? Okay, so uh, Forge says in his monologue, he says, "I thought the five only accidentally resurrected one mutant, not two. So they're acknowledging
1: that was Darwin we saw revived. That you were like in the background of that like one panel yeah now yes. i
0: i still have a suspicion that dugan originally forgot about that and that yes. this is them cleaning up what people have called them out for on the internet mm-hmm. but i thought it was nice of them to acknowledge it it does do something interesting and i, I don't know if we want to finish the lore conversation and then go to what's weird about it um the way he talks about it that darwin is the mission not laura but uh, they already had made a separate Darwin, is a little crummy of Forge because it's sort of him saying uh, Darwin is tactically important, whereas Laura is less important because she doesn't serve the larger function of Krakoa as much, which, considering they both
1: made the sacrifice, is kind of shitty. No, it absolutely (laughs) is, but I think, you know, that's... uh forge <laughs> that's that's forge right he's very he's very tactically minded you know he always has a plan he, he sees things in blueprints which uh it is nice to see that like
0: he somewhat learned that lesson and that he did decide to take laura out it took yeah. literally darwin saying <laughs>
1: like that's what I you, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on that note yeah did he learn the lesson he immediately tortures the Caliban suit, which I guess is him trying to signal he respects the autonomy of the original Caliban. Right. But didn't we also just spend two issues establishing that the Caliban
1: suit had consciousness? You know, I, I think <laughs> that I digging too deep here. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know that you're digging too deep. I think you're digging deeper than Dugan wanted you to. Um, <laughs> But, like, I think, I think at the surface level of, like, the lesson that he's learning and why it's okay is the fact that it, the suit is essentially, like, an abomination of mutant chimera gene splicing that no one had the consent to be a part of. See, now that gets into a fun Star Trek moral dilemma because it does the cri-
0: does the crime of murdering the sentient thing that got created without consent... Fix the crime of creating without consent becomes like the moral debate there. I mean, Am I might, I, I, I might,
1: I might be getting way too serious about the Caliban so, suit. Maybe it I wasn't guess, truly sentient, but <laughs> I, I guess I mean the question. Like, it can be turned on and off, right? So, if it's turned off and it sits in a warehouse for the rest of, of time, <sighs> is that any different than it being destroyed? I think, right? Because one can assume that when it is turned off, it can't do anything because it had to, like, the suit, right? Because, like, Forge had to turn the suit on to apologize to the suit sh- Caliban. <laughs> and he still has to apologize to real Caliban as well. Or, you know, mutant Cali non-suit Caliban, <laughs> That still, to me, is a Star Trek
0: moral dilemma. Because, no, absolutely. Because well, you have got, got S- the same thing with like sentient AI. Because right. it's got an off switch. Does it no longer have sentience? Or I, I, if we, well,
1: yeah, if we I mean... made
0: if we made a clone without consent, like if I if I made like a second, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, a second Keegan. If I yeah. if I made a, Ke- a Keegan to host on the days you're busy, <laughs> and you said, no, man, that's my DNA. That I made it anyways, would I be more
1: right to like right. Seki Keegan or not? That is I a mean, really weird it's question. It's a weird question. Cause also, like, okay, so you just exist forever in a way that can only be used by others at the permission of others as suit form? Like, I don't know. is the suit form limited
0: to that though? I don't know. Like, we'll never like, I, I assume that's the easy answer is right it, it wasn't fully completely sentient that it was just a suit that had a portion of his personality and so it like was no harm no foul to turn it off but i i, I don't know that the conversations they had implied that for me but maybe and maybe mm-hmm. i'm just being way too ornery about what was actually a really fun issue because i i actually i'm loving this arc i wish this arc was going longer I've really enjoyed it. So, I had a lot of fun with the arc as well. Um okay, so that extra data at the end. Yes. Do you have theories? I don't I have
1: I have two options for you that it seems most people will agree it's one or the other. Right. Now, okay, looking here, do they say how large a normal backup is? I don't, I don't think they one. ever give us bytes for the normal, but it, the
0: the it, it implies the scale isn't just like an extra person. It makes it sound like it's just
1: right. It's much more than even the helmet could hold, kind of. So that was my theory of that was the fact that Darwin Darwin didn't just create like a a universe kind of thing in Forge's mind. Like Darwin very specifically created Forge's future Krakoa model. Yeah, and I think it's a second Krakoa. Okay like i like that all in there all of this forge's ideal krakoa so uh darwin at one point says something about like i can
0: be anywhere at once or i can be multiple places i don't have to be tied to one spot Mm -hmm. so my mind immediately went to yeah it was it was a portion of darwin's consciousness or yeah his his master plan it was him uploading something um I've seen a lot of people positing and our buddy Joe was actually the first one who said it to me. And I've seen other people talking about that. It was Serafina uploading Mm. uh, like a Trojan horse type of thing into, into either Cerebro or just the larger internet as a whole. Um, I could see it being either of those. Like obviously Darwin is the happy option and Serafina is the dark option. It would kind of make sense as kind of a, a dark Flip of the kind of trick uh, Forge would pull for someone to pull on Forge. Like, I think that's the part that kind of makes me want it to be the Seraphine option. Like, once Joe brought that up, is the sort of irony of Forge falling for that kind of a trick. But well, that's totally the kind of crap Forge pulls on the daily. So that that is true, absolutely. I I still gun to my head. I think Dar- it, it being a Darwin plan is much more likely, but. Mm-hmm.
1: Both made sense to me. Yeah, I, I can see both being correct. Um I'm hoping it is, you know, closer in line with what I'm saying. But you know, that's just because I like Forge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think this arc really shows Forge is going to be front and center for
0: a while. This Which is I am for. It seems like we're both kind of lucky. I got my sinister centric stuff for the first half of the year, and it looks like probably the back half of 2023 is going to be Forge Town. So. Mm-hmm. i really like the way old wolverine is drawn yes. Like if they keep her around which it's hard to guess if she's gonna be a part of karko going forward or not i know they always they always whenever they bring in a second version of a character they find a way to get rid of them eventually so it'll be like old man logan we will get her for two or three years if she's here but i love the addition and i think her and Sync make a great pair and i hope
1: that it lasts yeah i i just it would be nice to have her around and for Sync to have some joy in life. <laughs>
0: so we are almost
1: at the half. If
0: if we get a new X-Men team at the year mark, just like we did this year at the gala, we are one issue away from the halfway mark on this team. So have we seen
1: the end of Havoc as an X-Men? Like, was that the entirety of it, you think? Interesting. I don't know. I, I feel like Havoc will be back to some extent. Oh, I, I think they're gonna follow up on his newfound, reignited feud with
0: Cyclops. I'm just curious if he'll be an X Men anymore, or if he'll be more of a semi antagonist. Like, I don't, I don't think he's gonna straight up fight the team or anything. But
1: I'm wondering if he'll be a thorn in their side going forward. I mean, he he might even he might come back and be. I'm not a huge fan of using this reference, but he might be like the Jane Cobb to Cyclops' Malcolm Reynolds. I can see that. They work together because they have to, and they know that they work well together, but they're not particularly pleased about it. I can see that. I liked the like teenage drama of them fighting, so I'm hoping
0: that comes back. I just I don't know that I like us knowing they redo the teams at the 12-issue hmm. mark, yeah. because... Once you have, like, a three-issue crossover that's with Captain Marvel and, you know, you had the Judgment Day Italians
1: you start adding those up and you're like, oh, we only have two issues left to figure out this team and then we're going to have a new team again. Yeah, like, I don't like it for the fact that we do lose a lot of time with those events. However, I do like the idea of switching it out and getting new people in every year. So I like keep it, forcing it to stay fresh by the design.
0: I don't think that the year turnover is too too often of a turnover. I just wish they let those 12 issues stand on their own more. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't constantly crossing over because then they don't get... Like, and I didn't feel this... I'm feeling it more this year. I, I don't think I f- felt it as much with the first Dugan team. And I definitely didn't feel it with Hickman's team because that, that wasn't even really an X-Men team at all it was just called x-men and was just about the crew in general this
1: dynamic think, is so good and so yeah. it's really hard for me to not see them get to interact more i don't know i i think part of the problem is too is like we had the really good event with judgment day and like it worked for that but now that we've wrapped that up on the horizon we have a million more events like <laughs> does this tie in with dark web I know
0: there are X-Men tie-ins with it. I think... Because then we're I... done. Like, Dugan... Now I need to look. <laughs> the next issue might be a Dark Web tie-in, I'm thinking. No. Next issue is Sync-centric, which looks awesome. That cover is glorious. <laughs> it's Sync with the Wolverine claws. Oh, hell yeah. And then it gets right into Lord of the Brood. So, yeah, no. This this book doesn't tie into Dark Web.
1: So, it must be other X-Books that do. That, you know what it is? The Dark Web... Um... Just X-Men it... books oh, are Dark Web Colon X-Men number one, two, and three. So I yeah, so I made that leap in my head. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's it's like the uh the uh axe books that like axe Avengers, Axe Star Fox, all that. I'm totally okay with that. If they if yeah. the
0: only t- if the only way Dark Web ties into the X-Men is in a special miniseries that doesn't interrupt my ongoings, I will take that. I will take that in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, I would happily take that as opposed to the alternative. <laughs> oh okay Forge gets
0: the like laser wolverine claws they clearly mm-hmm. look like the adamantium claws but they're made of like pink laser <laughs> material right. have we gotten further hints at whose powers the, like was that them saying the third power set wolves
1: wolverine that wouldn't make any sense though because the well, third why would he need special set, permission for that and yeah. it was of their mind yeah right sync needs to be near
0: the person he's copying and he can only copy one person at a time so
1: yeah i don't know yeah Uh, mm.
0: and i still like your theory that it was someone who wasn't alive at the time and that's why he needed special permission
1: yeah Magneto. that would be awesome (laughs) that would be cool who else i mean i don't know i don't know hopefully we find out next issue because i don't want that plot to be dropped at all yeah, I, I would like to know who it was, but now if we're moving on fast, I'm worried that we might not.
0: Oh well, either way, I'm loving this book. Uh, yeah. It's still a tier below Red and Immortal, but I'm glad it exists. I'm glad it's in the line. I'm, I would not trade this book for the world. I do really, really have fun with it. And it's got a lightheartedness that those two don't have, so...
1: It's a valid addition to the flagships. I agree. I I like it a lot. I enjoy it every month. X-Force? X-Force! X-Force.
0: It opens with Sage narrating about how the stress of running X-Force has caused her alcoholism. She describes deaths and decisions no one should have to make and the lure of the bar. It's actually much as I don't like Percy's writing, a very, very powerful monologue. Uh, we then jump to the petal processing plant on a, a Rocco staffed by multiple man dupes. Blackmore's pirates are attacking, but we see Maverick and the Mercenaries, both from Wolverine, not X-Force, uh, coming in to stop them. Why they bother having X-Force and Wolverines as separate books when the casts are like interchangeable? Uh, don't ask me. Then we get a data page of Beast... Uh, basically luring Sage into drinking more so she doesn't ask questions about what he's up to. Uh, And somehow this enabling behavior is his least evil act this issue. (laughs) Sage is blackout drunk in the forest outside the X-Force base, and Omega Red finds her and kind of tends to her, like drags her to the Skull base. Maverick's team subdues Sever and the other pirates. Domino... Is under fire on a mission, calls for Sage, who's passed out drunk and can't extract her before she dies. Maverick delivers the pirates to a secret black site prison in space outside Kirkowan and a rock in law. Uh we get a data page about how Beast uses the site for bioengineering experiments and how it's completely funded by the money they steal from the people they imprison. Luckily, one of the guards is Solemn, again, a Wolverine character, who explains the situation and frees Sever before shooting the other guard. So next issue, Prison Break! I, I just... One of my most, like, hated, like, literary criticism things or like, is when people are, like, oh... They're making that character into a Nazi. Oh, that is something like... That's very SS or very Hitler-ish. He's literally running black site, unregulated prisons to experiment on, like... Implied innocent prisoners.
1: It's... You know... Yeah. I, I... I, I don't like to draw that, that you know, parallel for no reason, right? Absolutely. Just someone being mean or someone being tyrannical is not equivalent. Like, there's a special level above yeah. normal villain tyranny. <laughs> there's a special level above normal villain tyranny that would qualify that. And it's often way overused uh, as a term. However... <laughs> I don't think the the comparison can be avoided at this point. Yeah, it's, it's very, you know, I I just, it bugs me so much. And like, you we've been waiting for them to like deal with the sage alcoholism thing for so long. And like, I hate admitting this, but it was done really like in a good way here, like addressing it. I don't like the choice
0: of where they're taking Beast. This was probably the best issue of, like, Percy we've read. I really actually enjoyed this for what it was. Like, I had to get over my hatred of the choices they made. But this was really well executed. Yeah. And I really hope Joe of X skips this one so he can't gloat it over me. Because he really... He hits me every week with with his liking of the Percy stuff. And I... Like, it ha- usually can counter it with would- no that was bs i hated this i hated this, I, hated this.
1: Yeah. I liked this it was good i will never admit it but this was a good issue <laughs> it, it was it was a fun issue well fun fun <laughs> right no <laughs> it, it was a read <laughs> we're not rooting
0: for beast by saying we enjoyed this issue don't I, worry I, no
1: one's <laughs> gonna be confused i am not rooting for beast i am not rooting for alcoholism i <laughs> just purely saying that the ideas presented were done so in a god it pains me to admit it but done so in a good way <laughs> it, it could be that our bar has just like we we lower
0: like because of how much we've hated it and so it's making it easy for them to exceed it but no if every issue was was this level of i want to say cohesion because as much as i rant about that it's stupid that they're pulling these plot threads from Wolverine. They're done in a in a way that I enjoyed. Like
1: that was the best use of the pirates. Like I, how I, long have we been dealing with Blackmore and his pirates? And I was actually right. interested in them here. <laughs> and that's you know what I think it is. I think that's what our biggest problem actually is. It's not Percy in the way that Percy writes. Uh, with with Wolverine's inner monologue for me it is a little bit but go on (laughs) sure yeah okay I'll give you that but it's the fact that it's it's spread out against two books when it's really barely enough to warrant a book (laughs) you know what I mean like full full story wise so it's so much extra nonsense that I just don't care about and if you weren't able to, because they're all in the books anyways, just put the two together and to like make it a one one by <coughs> monthly book.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Was either go for one forty issue, one forty page book instead of two thirty two or whatever the page lengths are. Do one of the like fatter books instead of two of the thinner books a month, or double ship it and give it the same name. Because there's yeah. no way anyone is following just Wolverine or just X Force at this point. Maybe in the right. beginning, but they are so intermingled at this point, you can't follow just one.
1: Yeah, I mean well before we started doing uh, you know, the show, I wasn't really reading Wolverine. Yeah. Like I just wasn't because I was like, you know, I've always liked him, but I don't really see the need to read a book of him and just him. But Boom, I feel like cool. especially after X Lives and
0: X Deaths, like since then, they've been interlocked
1: as hell. I'm so I'm I'm always gonna be salty about that that because like that's one of the first things that we were like talking about talking about as we were getting to know each other. Yeah, and you from the get go were like no, and I was like I'm holding out hope though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just noticed
0: I somehow shifted our videos. So like, yeah. You're slightly above me. Let's see if I can adjust that mid record <laughs> without messing anything up. Keep talking though. I yeah. will I will edit this out. Um, they can they can hear my technical snafus.
1: But yeah, I mean like that's really what it was and then like having to like very solemnly admit like yeah, no it wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, I I vaguely remember it. I remember hating that book. I don't remember the conversations that
0: well, but I remember by By the end of the first issue of the second one, so it happened? X-Devs one that I knew Mm. I was not into it. But (laughs) anyways, X-Force, this was a good issue. Um, We've had this conversation multiple times. I bring it up probably every time Beast is a dick.
1: But can this really be just Hank? I I just don't think so. I just don't. And like, listen, I've seen Joe's video. I know why it could be. It's not. I'm not. I'm not buying in. Joe, I love you. Thank (laughs) you for the support. You have a lot of great ideas. I'm not buying in on this one. (laughs) So I don't think it is straight up Dark Beast. I mean, for one thing,
0: that's exactly how they ended House of XCII. I -I -I. I just don't see them doing the same thing twice. But I don't think you're limited to just one doppelganger of a guy. Like, if I, I even mean, if unless... they don't even if they don't pull that like escape shoot right away, I feel like five years from now, looking back, that's the only way they're ever going to be able to just sweep this under the rug is yeah. to have said that wasn't really him.
1: Mm-hmm. I yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, unless XCII was like really telegraphing it that hard, but I don't. I don't see that. Well, and I just Dark
0: Beast is kind of—he's a remnant of the Age of Apocalypse. I I just feel like he's got too much baggage. Mm -hmm. I feel like they would just go with either he's a corrupted Krakoa clone, or he's been—I don't know—sinistered somehow. There's there's multiple ways they could have either had him be corrupted or be replaced, but just doesn't make sense to me that this could be that guy
1: but right I agree uh, we talked about the sage stuff how hard that hits mm-hmm. I feel so bad for sage <laughs> uh, poor domino too though. poor domino and I
0: get I, I phrase it as she died. technically they don't see that we just see sage like desperately calling for her yeah I, it would be more interesting
1: if she survived and then because
0: she can confront sage over the alcoholism but I guess we'll see where that goes
1: next issue. If anyone will survive it, it's the person who's lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Although you're not lucky with who our boss is right now, Yeah,
0: right? <laughs> um, I'm really liking the Omega Red stuff. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's really interesting how they're humanizing him by having him basically. And yeah, there's a little bit of codependency, but having him basically take care of Sage as she bottoms out is pretty interesting to watch.
1: Yeah. Like, it seems like he's the only one looking out for her, which is... Wow. Yeah.
0: God, it's, mean, just, it's, it's just it's weird Nazis... to me that I enjoyed this. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: He's hunted for a crystal skull, for knowledge. Beast is staring into a skull for knowledge. It's just right there. <laughs> well, I made the, the reference a few weeks ago that
0: abigail brand seems like like a metaphor for the bush administration yeah and like i mean you could say it's a guantanamo Guantanamo situation like like there is like yeah he just to me represents that like you could argue well intentioned because he is in his mind he's looking out for mutant kind but that like and maybe this is ironic or uh, but that human nature of taking security too far, too, where like you lose your humanity in that pursuit of protecting what you've convinced yourself are your loved ones, but he's actually sacrificing his actual loved ones. He's sacrificing Wolverine. He's sacrificing Sage, all under the guise of protecting his loved ones. But some of the people he was closest to are the people he's he's throwing away, essentially. Right.
1: It's good shit. <laughs> it's, it's, I hate to say it because I, I really hate these books, but I really liked this issue. I I it's getting frustrating that they might retroactively <laughs> they might retroactively become better because of how this plays out. Yeah.
0: I hope you turned this off, Joe of X, wherever you are. <laughs> All right, it's another short week, but you ready to talk next week? Yeah. We're going to read Exterminators number three. And because it is both Thanksgiving holidays and a fifth week, that is literally it. <laughs> but uh, Dark Web starts the week after, so it's it's okay for it to be a slow week. But we're going to do something fun. We are going to also read The Further Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix. So that's the 1993. 1990- 96 somewhere somewhere in that that era uh, miniseries by Mike Carey that was sort of the inspiration or the prologue to the immortal x-men issue last week it is a very sinister heavy very sinister heavy miniseries so it makes sense for something for us to talk about and it just is a really fun book i haven't read it since probably the 90s but I loved it, and I love me some Mister Sinister. So we're gonna read that as five issues. And so, if anyone wants to read it, it's on Marvel Unlimited. I think it's on Comixology Unlimited. Most Excellent. libraries will have it. It's it's everywhere. It's not like a hard to find book. And we'd love to if anybody wants to send in their thoughts on it, send those in, and we we're just gonna have a chat about the series as a whole. Um, you got anything else? i think that's it for me all right then that'll do it for us make sure you like us review us on all the places follow us and if nothing else tell a friend who you think might enjoy it i'm that nerdy papa bear on all the socials including now hive where i had to drop the vat so if you need to find me on there just nerdy papa bear uh keegan is bulk ranger until next time if someone you know builds a skull-shaped base don't trust them